You're listening to the Performance Group Podcast, a place to listen, learn, and get to know the unseen heroes of our local community. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Sean Kirby, and on the Performance Group Podcast, we make it our mission to learn from those around us and shed light on our local community. If you're new to the show, we have spoken to business leaders, community, organizers, friends, and family. And before we jump in today, I hope to ask you for a favor. If you could please just take one second to hit subscribe and share our posts. It would mean a whole lot to me, our team here at the Performance Group, and our amazing guests on today's show. Hi. You ready? I'm ready. All right. You want to clap in? One, two, three. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Performance Group Podcast. My name is Sean Kirby, and on today's episode of the Performance Group Podcast, I'm joined by one too many people, as I wasn't expecting my videographer, Ryan, to be in here. Um, Ryan is um, Ryan Matlock with GVC Mortgage. Uh, he came in to help both Taylor and I out with this recording today, and uh, hopefully get a little bit of the word out. So, I'm joined by the CMO, the Chief Marketing Officer, Taylor Hall of GVC Mortgage, probably the largest... I'm going to say this, um, allegedly the largest employer in Madison County, or at least maybe not Madison County, in uh, our small town of Pendleton. Taylor, thanks for coming in. Thank you for having me. Thanks for finally coming in. It's been hard to get you in here, brother. It has been. Yep. So um, I think I sent you a LinkedIn message two and a half years ago. Sounds about right. Um, since then, I've, had, I've gotten married. I've had kids. Um, how have you been? <laughs> uh, doing well. Doing Good. well, yes. Uh, can't complain. GVC has been growing. Yeah, keeping you busy. Which is awesome. Uh, you know, we've just restructured our marketing team. And whereas we used to just have one marketing team that focused on both the corporate brand and all of our branches, basically Salesforce, we've restructured. Now we have a corporate marketing team and a branch marketing team. Myself and Ryan are on the corporate marketing team. It allows me to be a little bit more forward-facing I think kind of what you'd expect from a CMO. Mm-hmm. So it's been awesome. Uh, so reach back out. And yeah, it's it's long overdue. But one thing that we kind of discussed is you have a different setup now. So I yes. got to take advantage of this. Yeah, you waited until um, I got really nice equipment in here. Ooh, I have a, a beautiful succulent that I like to keep in the middle of the, nice. the shot. Yeah, it's that's why we're all here. We're here for right. the succulent. So um, yeah, like you were saying, GVC has been keeping you busy. Mm-hmm. Right? So you guys obviously have been growing a lot. You've even moved since... Um, I originally moved or reached out. So now you guys uh, run out of the big corporate building over here off uh, 69. How has that uh, transition been? When did you guys actually move out there? It was a couple of years ago now. Okay. Obviously, it was, I think, four or five months before the pandemic. Perfect timing. So crazy timing, I mean, with everything. But uh, it's been awesome for brand visibility. Yeah. Also, as much as we would like to think people knew we were in Pendleton, Night and day difference. Yeah. Right off the exit there, mm-hmm. having our, our logo up, and now we have the banner for 2021 Top USA Workplace there. Hopefully going to be making it. Congratulations. Thank you. A 2022 banner here in the next few months. We'll find out here uh, early next year. But, Who decides that? Uh, so it, 
I designed that one. <laughs> no, who decides it? Oh, who decides it? I was going to say, me. I did. I decided that I we were the say, best place what, what, to work. What do you like the design is what I was thinking. Oh, I should have no, that's that. a nice, it? it's, it's nice actually, sign. That's a nice <laughs> sign. Top five signs. Uh, I Maybe I didn't pay you enough before this podcast. Oh. Uh, it's Intergage. Okay. Intergage is, they're, they're a workplace survey Um they do all of the the national, but also the regional. So top, uh, the Indianapolis Star, the top indie workplaces, they have national and then the regional slash local yeah. contests. Well, so, congratulations. Thank you. I think that's a pretty good thing. I think that means that company culture is good. And then also you won during the pandemic. Yes. So how has the workplace changed just in the that time frame? Very significantly. So we moved over there, and at that point in time, we could have a seat for everyone who was a team member of GVC. Yeah. No longer can do that. We've continued to grow during this. Very fortunate, very lucky. And now we can't have everyone come in because we don't have a seat for everyone. So we've been in a hybrid work environment basically since that March. Mm -hmm. And... I don't foresee that changing because they have to build out. We actually acquired more office space Mm -hmm. and they haven't started that building process yet. So once that happens, I could see they're talking about maybe coming in one day a week. Like, uh, so we just have that camaraderie kind of in person, but allowing people to, if they function better working from home, Mm -hmm. the nice thing about GVC is they invest in the tools that allow us to still be feel like, one, I mean, the tools we use are Office 365. Mm-hmm. So we do Microsoft Teams and we use video for that. And it just allows us to see people without being in person. Yeah. So, so nice. let's talk about marketing and how much your marketing had to have had to change during those times where people are no longer going to work. So they're not looking for billboards. They're not looking for your perfectly designed banner that you made, you right? So if that. I'm not making that commute, then maybe um, what what have you guys kind of changed? And I, obviously you have a little bit more of a digital focus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, social media, we focus for, for corporate, mm-hmm. just in those terms, really Facebook and LinkedIn are going to be our two main social channels. Now with the restructuring, we're, I think Ryan will be excited about this. Uh, TikTok is going to be something you will see GVC Mortgage on. Here. Heck yeah. So about time. 2022, a there, year and a half there afterwards. You there you go. So <laughs> That's how corporate works. Exactly. It's a little slow. Well, with just in general, uh, one of the recruiting tactics I had when trying to grow the marketing team was they'd say, well, what do you enjoy about it? What maybe not so much? And the not so much, honestly, were heavily regulated. So the compliance side of it, yeah. luckily we have a great chief compliance officer work hand in hand with him but uh from our side and it if you look at what a marketing agency does yes a mortgage lender will probably do that a couple years after it's already been done by a marketing agency so the nice thing about our team is we all come from a marketing agency background so once we see something kind of going on from a marketing standpoint we can incorporate it really quick uh, and be agile with it as opposed to, okay, well, we're going to have to wait until all the other lenders do this. Yeah, you have to get compliance out of the way mm-hmm. um, with some of our things, especially as a, I'm not a big marketer like you guys, but trying to get past um, compliance can be a bear, mm-hmm. especially when you think you've got a good idea. 
Right. So how do you get around, maybe not around compliance, but how do you deal with compliance? Is it just time? Is it patience? Because I get ticked off. Ticked off. Yeah. For <laughs> for us, uh, luckily, like I said, they, our, our chief compliance officer, John Kirk, is really good at what he does. Mm-hmm. And I bet, he, I bet he says no a lot. The nice... Eh, what would you think, Ryan? Let's no. let's. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. You got. That's you got his straight, job. His yeah. job is to say no. That's a compliance guy role. For us, going to him with the idea ahead uh-huh. of time, I feel like this is probably the workflow for most people. Yeah. As opposed to him just saying no, that's it. I will give him a lot of credit. He'll say. I'd really like to see it done this way, or can you include this? So it's not a no. Hey. Give me a new idea. It's a no. Let's change a couple things and then run with it. And th- and that's something that you can't really put a whole uh, can't put a, an amount a dollar amount on how nice that is to have someone in that capacity. Yeah, who is not especially to give direction. A hundred percent. Because nothing like getting a no and then having no direction to go with after a no. Because then just, you're just you're fuming and walking away. Exactly. Just a no. Thank you. I'll see you when you have your next idea versus a no. Hey, come back to me in a couple days. Let's change these things out and go from there. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, what are your plans for TikTok? You guys uh, get the whole group together and hit some dances? Or what are we thinking? Ooh, yes, Ryan? I don't know that enough people would be interested in doing the dance. We'll see. I'll tell you who I like on there. I think they are. It's Lumberland. Okay. I, are I'm you, not. I'm not on TikTok. I'm. Uh, I'm, I'm big into Instagram Reels, which okay. are just like three day later TikToks. So yeah. um, I'm. I'm. Okay. I'm with the flow. I'm just so three they, days late. They're, they're I'm a, corporate. <laughs> they're a company, and they do a lot of. Uh, they'll have say five team members mm-hmm. all around, and they'll just pop up logos on a screen, and it's just kind of like trivia. Yeah. They'll do riddles. They'll do other things. Um, it just it allows participation versus something that's much more, I think, normalized and participating versus, hey, we're going to do this dance that you're you're going to take way too long to learn. Yeah, not going to do it right anyway. Yeah, you know, kind of stay in our lane. Yeah, but I, I think Lumberland just kind of reacting to things or or doing those kind of following trends. Exactly right. Yeah, you don't have to make a trend; you just got to be part of one, mm-hmm. and that's what people want to see, anyways. Right. I mean, they want to see Brenda get up and from QC and go over there and hit the wall. <laughs> yeah, right? I, I don't foresee a lot of us doing that, but I mean, we we probably do. I'd be surprised. I think we might be able to surprise some people with. Uh, I, I think a few of us have some dance skills. Ooh, so did you hear maybe, that, maybe, everybody? Maybe it's a battle. Taylor said maybe it. It's a Taylor said it. So, um, well, fun. Well, that's exciting, especially kind of getting into the new age. Um, that's kind of the next generation of home buyers, anyways, mm-hmm. right? So. You guys have been really busy. Uh, number one place to work in, um, is that in Indiana or is that the region? So it's, it's is Indiana a, t- a region? It's a, top, <laughs> it's a top USA workplace. So out of the- So the country. It is out of the country. And out of, I forget if it was like uh, 400-ish people who were, mm-hmm. or companies that were ranked, we were in the top five Sheesh. for that. So we weren't one, but we were top five. Good. And it's for companies that are sized, I believe- 150 to 450 team members. Wow. Wow. That's pretty crazy. It was cool. So, Ryan, how long have you been working with GVC? Four years. years. You've been there nine years, going on 10. How much has changed at GVC Mortgage from nine years or even four years ago? So, nine years ago, it was just me and marketing. 
It was just you, just me. They never had anyone in a marketing capacity. They now one of our DBAs. They have their own marketing team, and they're great. And for me, it was showing there was value in building out a marketing team to support everyone else that didn't have that particular DBA's marketing team. So that has changed quite a bit. Uh, the type of marketing we we do has changed quite a bit from uh, the first year I started. I think it was about 3,000 flyers that I designed. Wow. And they were still being printed. They weren't being emailed out. And that's changed to now we're managing all of our Salesforce's Facebook business pages. We're utilizing a CRM. We're doing a lot with email marketing. These things that you think make a ton of sense, but just proving that there's value there and growing over time and then getting people on the team that excel in what they do. And it's, I've been very fortunate. To How many uh, members of your marketing team do you have now? So in our corporate marketing team, it's just me and Ryan right now. We Heck are yeah. looking for a content creator to join hey, the team. Hey, 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 hey. Um, I saw one. I saw somebody's mom post. She graduated from Butler. Okay. I'll give you her name when we get off air. Her last name also is Hall. Um, okay. So fun fact. No so, nepotism. No nepotism. No I, relation, I, most likely. I, I doubt that you guys are related. Okay. Um, however, but she just graduated from Butler, and she's okay. looking to find some freelance content gigs. Awesome. But I'm sure she'd take a full-time corporate job because that's what kids do. Yeah, there you go. Who doesn't and want it, benefits? It has changed. That Well, that even has changed quite a bit uh, since I started with GVC. But, yeah, we're looking for a content creator. And then on our branch team, we have the VP of branch marketing. We have a graphic design specialist and a social media coordinator. Right now, they are actively looking for a social media manager. Cool. So both teams are growing, and once we're able to find those team members, uh, our branch team will be looking for another social media coordinator, and we'll be looking for someone to uh, in another capacity to join our team. That's pretty crazy. It is. So, um, in, so as a small business, to say that you're hiring a social media coordinator seems like the craziest thing in the world. Um, at what point should a small business get into hiring marketing? Um, obviously, you literally were the first person hired for your position, so I think you can speak to this a little bit differently. So say we're we're st not stuck, but I do the majority of our marketing. Um, I don't like it all the time because I have other things to do, so mm -hmm. I think that's part of it. Um, at what point do you think it's time to hire? Should we have already hired? I think you should have already hired only because just picking off of what you said, it's not something you necessarily like to do. That My first hire at GVC was for a content writer because I can write content, but it's not something I enjoy to do. So I think once you get to a point where you have enough content to put out there and knowing, being able to reflect and, and say, look, I don't necessarily enjoy doing this. That's a great time to start looking, just kind of being self-aware. Yeah. But knowing that you have all this content just beyond the podcast that you can put out, 100% get it out there. The hardest part is time, right? Mm -hmm. And then uh, finding somebody that's dedicated to it. And then the hardest part, especially in small businesses, is affordability. So obviously the talent markets changed significantly in the last decade since you started in the workforce. What are you guys doing a little bit different to attract and keep good people? I really don't know that there's much you can do because for us in particular, I don't know anyone from a marketing standpoint who's ever got excited saying, Wow, I'm I'm going to apply for this marketing opportunity with a mortgage lender. Mm. It is 
I think maybe one of those things where it's on their list, probably not the one that they would want the most. Say they have three jobs that they're looking at. We're on the list. I don't know that we're going to be the highest priority. But for us, it is showing the growth over time, how much GVC has bought into marketing, knowing that it's not, we've always done it this way. We're never going to change. Having that kind of flexibility in our current work environment, knowing that we're working from home gives them flexibility. I think there's a lot of things we can do once they've shown interest, but it's really, I think, hard to get someone to just be interested, uh, say, as a cold lead, essentially. Unless they come to us, I, I think it's tough to get them excited about working for a mortgage lender, just just kind of the, the nature of the beast, and it's the truth. Yeah, you know, as somebody who works in the financial industry, it's tough because... Last thing anybody wants to do is go sell mortgages. There you go. Until you start selling mortgages, and you realize, man, these guys hey. make a heck of a lot of money. There you go, yeah. It's a good business to get into. Um, so one of the things I've always wanted to know is with marketing and as small businesses, everybody's scared of what you just said. Um, breaking away from that's the way we've always done it. Um, can you speak to the impact you feel like a first marketer to a second marketer to a content marketer has changed GVC and how small businesses can make that first step, even if it's not hiring somebody full-time? I Go with an intern. I think if, if you're the first person on a team, being able to prove the values there, not so just I'll use Ryan as an example. We had a content writer then went going to a video production specialist saying, look, we don't create enough video going to the higher-ups and saying, this is something I think there's a lot of value behind. A lot of the engagement that we get on social media is a majority of it's going to be on our video posts. Okay, how many videos can they create? Limitless. Give me two minutes. Two minutes, put together over 20 ideas. Put it in front of them. Okay, go look for this person. If you don't get that buy-in, just saying, okay, I understand you may have some hesitancy about this, but why don't we look for an intern? Maybe over the course of the next three to six months, we prove the engagement, the reach we're getting, and from that, let's let's reevaluate. So I think going from team member to team member, for me, I like I said, for me in particular, I look for something I may not enjoy as much, knowing someone else can come in and do it better and, and enjoy it. That's what they want to do. Um, but if you're, if you're not going to get that buy-in, I think a very easy way to do it is look for someone in a part-time capacity as an intern. And more, more often than not, in my opinion, they're going to prove the values there. Because yeah. if you've already established in your head that it's there, I don't think it's too hard to prove it. The hardest part I feel is uh, convincing maybe a business owner or someone who's always been in charge that there's ROI involved. Mm -hmm. um, how, how do you show that there's ROI in video or show RO, ROI in content marketing or something like that? It's really hard to prove ROI unless you're running ads because yeah. then it's very So you got to spend numbers. money. Then you get to spend money again to then prove that you spent your money. That's the hardest thing, right? right. So that's my... It's where I'm at. Is I'm trying to convince. How do I convince? Give me a good story. If you this. have an internal team, you're not. Well, I guess you're paying your team members, but right. you're not going external and hiring, you know, someone outside. You have someone who knows your brand, 
they're going to be able to really show the picture that you're trying to get across in your video. And then at that point, I mean, running an ad on Facebook isn't expensive, even yeah. if you're just doing it as a proof of concept. But that's where you can prove ROI, regardless of what your CTA is. Maybe it's to get them to book a meeting with you. Maybe it's to get them to fill out uh, a pre-approval mortgage application, yeah. whatever it may be. Maybe it's just to get them to send you a message on Facebook. Yeah. It's easy to prove that versus just the outside piece is when it's organic is it's just brand awareness. And there's a lot of value on that, but it is hard to prove an ROI. But, I mean, our conversation before this, there's so much unintended effects of things that you're currently doing that you can't really put an ROI on it, but you know that there's there's a huge benefit to what you're doing. Yeah, you believe in why you're doing it. Mm -hmm. And you're having fun. Right. I think content marketing is fun. I think doing it with people who are like-minded and creative is fun. Um, one of the things we talked about before we jumped on air was um, – and again, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you left a position because you didn't feel like you're being able to be creative. So you went to the most creative industry in the world, mortgages, and decided to be creative there. Um, speak to how you made something that maybe isn't glamorous or isn't creative on the outside looking in and turned it into what your dream job is, mm -hmm. assuming this is your dream job. Uh, it's been almost 10 years, so I, I think one of the biggest things people can kind of look at from the outside, and it's something that's kind of changed over time, is how long are you with a company? For me, finding a company you want to stay with long term is something that means so much to me. GVC, hands down, is the first company I've ever worked for where I felt actually you know, my, who I, uh, you know, our CFO and I ever reported to our our, pres our, our CEO, I've reported to our uh, chief quality officer, I've reported to our CFO now. I have never felt as supported as I do. That's something it's really hard to put a value on as well because before, you just you feel like a number in an organization. Even if you're on a small team, you just feel like a number, and I, I do not feel like that with GVC. So um, I think that has been a game changer for me uh, as far as a company that I want to stay with long term. And yeah, I would say it's, it's definitely a dream job because it's been able to scale into what I want it to be. So ask your question again, because I definitely got off track there, but I just wanted to give GVC its due because like I said, it's unlike any other company culture I've ever been a part of. It truly is. It's a, it's a brother and two sisters that are the owners and it feels like a family and you know, we don't refer to employees as employees. They're team members. We're part of something greater than ourselves. Same with our marketing team. Each team, I mean, it's, it's all the pieces that, that make it what it is. And I think that's a huge differentiator between us and all the other lenders out there. Yeah, I think that makes a big difference, especially just for company culture, mm -hmm. especially to take that from the marketing side. And to um, ask my question again, to be 100% honest, I checked my watch, and now I don't remember my original question. It was so <laughs> I think it might have been something about putting words in my mouth about something. Um, I put words in your mouth Before. in the sense that that was your um, that was your dream job. Oh, yeah, 100%. Oh, I remember. They, see, I knew this was going to happen. Okay, yep, yep, like, yep. Give him a little neg, he's gonna, it's going to pick up Yep, yep, quick. yep. So I asked, when you left your original position... Okay. Yep. Yeah. Come on. You're, Why? you're on the right track. I, this is so. I asked you when you left your original position if leaving that position. Oh gosh, 
gosh, gosh. Something about being able to turn this into my dream job, being creative, going into- Oh, creativity. And, yes. So how do you attract or how do you show people that mortgages could have been creative? How did you take that position knowing it wasn't a creative industry, knowing that you wanted to use your creativity because you didn't even get to use it in a web design platform? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was just showing that, hey, people want- People don't understand the mortgage process. There's so many myths out there. If we can get this kind of content out there, you'll be surprised at how many people enjoy seeing it. Mm -hmm. So going from a team of one to two to three to four, now saying, now it's not only written content. Now it's not only these images. Let's have video behind it. Let's get people's faces on the camera. Let's have people feel like this is tangible advice. They feel like they know this person on video. So Showing that there's so many levels to creativity. I guess you don't have to have video. I think that's something that you you should have. But there's so many avenues you can be creative in that I think it's kind of limitless. Honestly, there's what's the next thing? It's not well. This is all going back to it. This has always worked for us. This is always what we're gonna do. What's the next thing? How can we improve? How can we look at these analytics and say, well, this worked in 2020, but it didn't work in 2021. What are we doing in 2022? Yeah, and that's fun. So creativity and analytics. I think you we haven't talked about analytics, but you have to have both. And that's kind of what really feeds the ideas that you can take and run with because you can prove that there's value there, even if it's just brand awareness or brand engagement. Yeah. So um, talk to me about how your marketing message has changed as you when you started nine years ago when it's a smaller company. Um, to now as you've grown into this corporate entity. Now you're you're no longer a marketing manager of a small, you know, loan mm-hmm. company. You're now the CMO of this huge, you know, conglomerate with all these DBAs. Oh and my gosh. Makes me sound evil. But I'm right? <laughs> but you've turned into or right. you've you've helped grow this business into this much larger entity. Mm-hmm. Obviously your job and your role has changed significantly. Um, speak to kind of how you're still trying to stay creative during that mm-hmm. weird, cause now the analytics are coming much more in than creativity and right. then creativity is now geared towards analytics where when you started in 2012, they didn't have as much analytics or maybe you could get more organic traffic in social media, which now they're pushing against cause they want paid traffic. Mm-hmm. Right. So speak to kind of how the world's changed and how you approach it from a large business versus, you know, what should the small guy do? Yeah. So for us, we were really just managing our corporate Facebook page, growing into other social media platforms, and then we'd help our branches with their branch pages. Something that's changed significantly over the years is having individual pages, so individual business pages. So we manage over 50 business pages for our sales force, and that's something that we never used to do. And going to creativity, everyone's brand voice is different. So although there may be five of the same LOs in the same office, Each one has a different target audience. There's some overlap. They may do a different type of loan program. They may say things a different way than the other person. So it's really highlighting those things. And that allows for creativity because it's not just, all right, we're going to put this one post out and that's it. Uh, You know, huge props to our branch marketing team because they create literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of unique posts every month, depending on that LO's voice. Mm -hmm. And that is something that has been awesome to see. Another thing that's changed is years ago, we only had the, for Google My Business listings, we only had the branch pages. Something that has come out a 
you know, in the last couple of years. So it's not new, but something that we've started doing is individual practitioner pages. I've seen that. So we, seen we, that. we do that too. So those are some quick things that have changed. It allows us to be creative because it's, it's not just a brand's voice. It is each one of our our team members' voices, and that's something that I think is critical. It's a it's a differentiator for for us. Yeah, especially if you're attracting and keeping good LOs. Mm-hmm. Say, hey, you know, we'll take this off your plate because no Time. offense, when you're trying to sell something, last thing you want to do is spend 45 minutes on a Facebook page, yeah. trying to deal with that sort of stuff. So it's nice to have you deal with that engagement instead. Exactly right, and we kind of talked jokingly about you know if you are doing mortgages, there's a lot of money involved, but I may be putting words in everyone else's mouth that it's a LO for GVC in that capacity, but it truly is about the people they work with. If they make money, great, but they, the advice that they give their home buyers and homeowners, I think it's been awesome to see. And being able to document that and show that it, you know, even just getting user-generated content, reviews from people. So it's not us just touting what we do. Yeah. Getting them to do it for us yeah. and then highlighting that. So that's one another thing I think separates GVC is our, our sales force really is in it for our home buyer and homeowner. And they, it's going to sound bad, but I know some of our LOs that do this. If it makes more sense for them to go with a competitor just because for whatever reason, it financially or whatever it may be, they'll say, you know, it makes more sense to go with them. Actually giving, not giving business away, but saying, look, you, we, we'll be happy to do your loan for you, but for your situation, it might make more sense to go with X, Y, or Z. And yeah. I think that's something that's selfless and very impressive. And being able to see those people in our organization – it's, it's been really cool because it's much more of a, a human-to-human thing versus, you know, a B2C. Yeah, I think that follows human values and it follows your, you know, your company core values. And that means that you're getting your marketing message or your message across not only to the consumer, the end consumer, but to your internal employees as well. So everybody's pulling on the same end of the string. Um, I'm going to ask you a technical question because I can't seem to be doing very well with it. What the heck am I supposed to do about my Facebook engagement if I'm a small business? These business pages anymore, without paid advertising, they're just raking you over the coals, whether that's if you put a link on there, if you tag somebody, I'm getting nothing, no Mm -hmm. dice, and I'm too ticked off the metaverse to pay any money for it. (laughs) So Uh, how do I I fight my battle with uh, Mr. Zuckerberg? I've been spending a lot more time on LinkedIn instead, mm -hmm. Um, Instagram, I mean, I just don't get Facebook, I mean, we sell financial services, so it's top, tax accounting insurance, so... I, I don't want to do dances, so, like, I'm not in there. Should I make a TikTok because it's better organic reach? Ask a million questions. Um, dumb it back down. You're right. Just the Facebook engagement. How do I get better Facebook engagement for a small business? If I knew the 100% answer, I would not be here. That's a good point. Uh, there's, there's just too many things that change within Facebook's algorithm. So it, I can give you some advice. Yeah, give me some advice. Okay. Give me and all the... Millions of listeners. I think one of the biggest things is something that you're already kind of doing is you're getting people within the community in. And the cool thing about that is now you have your podcast, you have it in audio form, you have it in video form, you can cut it up into clips. But the nice thing about that is the more you're getting other people engaged in the community, and I think you're seeing great benefits from this already, you're highlighting them in a video, 
typically what they're going to do then is share that to their network. An audience that has never seen any of your content now has seen a video of yours, and they like the person that's in the content with you. And at that point, that's another reach, more reach that you wouldn't have got before. So I think more of those kind of opportunities. So I, I equate it to this. Maybe a great example, maybe a terrible example. But if you're going to the gym, right, you're going to see some gains immediately if you're, you're consistent about it. And you're consistent. So you're, you're going in. Um, you're going to reach, inevitably, a plateau effect. I think you need someone at that point to hold you accountable. So I refer to it kind of as a workout buddy. Looking at someone else who may be in the same situation at you as you and, and thinking of ways to grow together. Mm-hmm. So I think that would be something that I would highly recommend. So someone who is similar and maybe audience size that has reached a plateau effect and saying, okay, you have this audience, I have this audience. Let's try some things together and see if we can't grow. And then kind of just seeing where it goes from there. Yeah. Yeah, it's just every time I tag a business anymore, that's when it gets stuffed up in the organic reach. Mm-hmm. It's because I don't think that they want they want you to pay for it. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Mark Zuckerberg, I'm after you. Um, I'm not going into the metaverse. You can't make me. I hope he hears this, and I hope he is shaking. You know, honestly, if he hears it, that means that my organic reach has now been Far expedited. Past what yeah, you thought. yeah, phenomenal. I, yeah, I've gotten into his um, his code in his brain because he's a robot. But nonetheless, that's me fighting my battles internally. Yeah, I think uh, just in, just trying different types of content. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Because. What you find interesting doesn't mean that your audience is going to find it interesting. That's a good point. Heck, even just posting a poll saying, look. You were I'm the out- LinkedIn poll king. Oh, I, that like, I don't know if it was eight months ago or there what, but it was every day I got on LinkedIn and he was on there going, what do you guys think about this leadership quote with a poll? And then the next day, mm-hmm. poll city. Yeah. So I, talk to me about your polls because I know you're big. Yeah, Big I, LinkedIn guy. I think just asking people. So now people think you're, they're doing it to game the algorithm. They think they're gaming it by posting a poll, thinking LinkedIn looks at that favorably. And I've seen a lot of negative comments on that. Quite honestly, when I reached back out to you, I hadn't been on LinkedIn in a very long I time. I know it. We were going through. I missed your polls. <laughs> Careful. There Careful. Go. There you go. Don't put that on there, um, Ryan. There you go. Turn that camera off. There you go. Uh, just honestly, just. We had a lot of projects going on, and it's very easy. I think that is something I give so much credit to the people who are consistent on LinkedIn. It's exhausting. Because 100%. I mean, it's very – it should be very easy in hindsight, but it's not. It's, it really isn't. If you want to do more than just kind of put generic stuff out, if you want to be intentional with who you're trying to get in front of and you want it to be of value, there's a lot of intentional stuff that goes behind that. So for, for me, um, just going back to polls, I think that's another thing you could, real quickly, you can put it out there on Facebook saying, hey, you know, we're putting out all this kind of content. What's your favorite kind of content to see? If it's not something we've put out, what would you like to see? Then your audience is telling you. Ask your audience, way. yeah. And that's a really cool way. But on LinkedIn polls, yeah, it was, for me it was just trying different types of content, seeing what got engagement, and then knowing if I ask a question – Maybe that makes it a little bit more easy for people to interact with what I'm posting. So I, I like testing that out. When I was active on Twitter, I, I did the same thing. But, um, yeah, I think polls are, as much as people say, they're trying to game the system. And some polls you can very clearly see are like, this 
is not truly something that I feel should be on LinkedIn. But there's so many great questions out there, and you can get real-time feedback. I Maybe I'll post a poll today. Yeah. There you go. Send out a survey monkey to somebody. There you go. There you go. Same idea, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, how much of that did you kind of test on your personal LinkedIn and then kind of transition in your business work at GVC? If you're seeing good engagement personally, you would assume it, it goes back to B2C. Yeah, for us, we have not done any polls mm-hmm. on our business LinkedIn Try at all. Out. Might be worth a poll. Could, could. we could. Um, a poll coming to you soon. poll coming soon. Uh, just... I think for us, always, if we can have a face involved with the post mm-hmm. and people can kind of see behind the scenes, that's always going to do well. So that's something that's very easy to see. It's like if I post something that's just text. Now, granted, I like reading posts that are just text, and I like seeing how many characters they're using. I like seeing kind of the format. Yeah, your brain's different than mine. And, I get that, though. And Because all I see are just pictures, right? Pictures and videos. So what kind of breaks through the clutter for me is just the text. Interesting. Now, I'm not saying that that's going to work for our business page because it, it really doesn't. We've tried text-only stuff. But, I mean, at the end of the day, for me, if I'm posting and I post text-only versus a picture of myself, the picture of myself is going to perform better. Mm-hmm. Same thing. That's if, just because you're good looking. Oh, I appreciate that. <laughs> Again, I didn't pay you enough before the podcast. I know. So I get paid afterwards. It just keeps going up. Are you are you uh, in crypto? Do I owe you some? What do I owe yeah, some I'll NFTs? take. I'll, yeah. Well, I'll take either. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I can afford decentralized. This. Decentralized. Um, but no, I think just anything you can you can show behind the scenes, and I think it's it's smart to do that because then people are they're not seeing this glossy product of. Well, this is clearly clearly a stock photo, or appears to be a stock photo. Yeah, it's you know one of the craziest things to me still is if you look at a business page, and people are posting these really nice photos. Well, what does that make you think of if it's a nice photo? To me, it makes me think ad, just nice photo ad, versus as silly as it sounds. Obviously, the technology is there where you should not take a blurry photo or a, a very pixelated photo. People still do it somehow. Very talented. Mm-hmm. Those photos tend to do well. Feels real. Feels real. It feels authentic. No filter. It feels like maybe a, a professional photographer didn't take this photo. Mm-hmm. Those do really well. I would say test some of those out. I will. It's something that we've done, and it actually works really well, surprisingly. Yeah. doesn't look like you made it on Canva. Mm-hmm. Even though that was the whole reason I paid for my Canva subscription was to have nicer they're, images. They have some really good stuff coming out, though, that they've continually... I mean, their their suite of their solution has increased significantly since... Because we use it, too. Yeah, our, I love Canva. Website. I've seen your but you know Google, Google review one where you put the guy's face in the background. Yeah, yeah, those are gorgeous. There you go. <laughs> Send me your template, bro. Okay. I could use your template. <laughs> we got a lot of Google reviews we'd like to share with people. Yeah. But yeah, so I think what you guys are doing is amazing. I think um, GVC has become, well, it's always been here, but it's really become such a name in the Pendleton community, especially after the move and such a large employer of our local, um, you know, local people here in Pendleton. I think that people love the fact that they know who works there and they get to see their face and they get to be you know, that's celebrating their wins and they get to see them, you know, go on this journey. Earlier you said you guys love to promote internally, mm-hmm. right? Because you're building that brand. You're, you're growing somebody into, you know, a position they've never been in and you'd like them to be there. Look at you, right? Yeah. Look at Ryan. Yeah. Right? Yay, Ryan. Ryan just, Ryan just got promoted. So, like, it, 
it's it's pretty amazing um, from the outside looking in, watching you guys take such strides. And I don't know if you realize this, but you're setting a real example for the community. I always told um, Rob Green, shout out uh, Rob Green. Yeah. He is the QC manager, right? Yeah, or, he's uh, so chief quality officer. But oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's same it's, idea. Exactly, exactly. He's he's fancy. I yeah, he's fancy chief. We love um, him. I'll give him the chief title. But Rob, I talked to him maybe two years ago, and we were talking about you know with the performance group what we want to be, and I said I want to be, and I don't want to like sound, I want to be an employer, in which somebody says where they work and not where they what they do, mm-hmm. and GVC has finally broken that gap again. You know, they used to do it back with GM and Chrysler and those companies where I work for Chrysler, I work for GM. Mm-hmm. But after that, there was this segment that kind of broke out of it. And um, now everybody's an accountant. I'm an engineer. I work mm-hmm. at a factory. Um, GVC is the first employer I've seen in a long time that, oh, I work down at GVC. Mm-hmm. And there's a, there's a pride to work at such a, you know, organization. So that's my dream. I told Rob, Rob Green that two years ago and I haven't talked about it since. But... We hope that um, we can be similar in the sense that we can inspire people to take risks, mm-hmm. um, hiring a marketing manager, hiring somebody that maybe they're not ready for or they, they've never done before. Um, we can kind of you know, lead the community that way. So yeah. I, I think you guys are you know, somebody to look up to. So thank you. Thank you. That's awesome to hear. Yeah. Awesome to hear. Well, good. Well, guys, um, we're right at 40 minutes, so I don't want to take up too much of anybody's time today. So I want to say I appreciate you coming in. Appreciate you taking some extra B-roll fo- uh, footage of this so it's a little bit better than my iPhone. Um, and then uh, hopefully we can get this turned around and get it up before the holidays. So thank you guys. Awesome. Thanks for having us. All right. See ya. Bye. Hey, guys. Thank you again so much for your love and support of the Performance Group Podcast. For more information on the podcast, the Performance Group, or even our guests, feel free to reach out directly via our website, performancegroupindiana.com, or feel free to email me directly, which is sean at performancegroupindiana.com. We'll see you guys next week.